Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to that Chelsea podcast, episode 20, Hakeem Houdini. I'm joined, as always, by Jack Davies. How are we doing, fella? Yeah, buzzing after another top week, mate. How about you? I'm good, mate. I'm good, and I'm looking forward to getting into it on this pod. Uh, we're joined by a returning guest, Jam. How are we doing, man? Hey, glad to be back. How you doing, boys? Yeah, mate. All yeah, good. all good. All, all good. <laughs> You might remember Jam from uh, that West Brom debacle. So, thankfully, he's on in happier times. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, mate. I can't remember that again. <laughs> and uh, joining us for the first time on pod is Jay Tomlins. Jay, how are you doing, man? All good, boys. All smiles, man. Nice to see you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, before we start, I always do this first-time guest. Jay, since this is your first-time guest, you, do, you are also part of, I guess, your own. you've got your own YouTube channel as well with a couple... Of other boys, even if they are United and Spurs fans, um, <laughs> do you just quickly want to like tell the listeners what they can expect on the back post? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we yeah, we're just a pretty much a fan channel, but there is just there's me, there's Josh who's a Spurs fan, and there's Adam who's a United fan. So we all just argue all the time, basically. So if you want to see arguing, come to the back post. <laughs> nice one, nice one. And the link to their channel will be in the description. Um, Okay, boys, two brilliant results this week, Wren and Sheffield United. I feel like because how good Sheffield United was, I kind of just want to get over Wren really quickly because I don't think there was actually a necessarily huge amount to talk about. So I'll just briefly summarise. Timo won a penalty. He scored it. We got a second penalty that was incredibly harsh, in my opinion. <laughs> Their fullback got sent off. Werner converted <laughs> it again. It was 2-0. Reese put in a banging cross. Tammy converted for 3-0. Mendy made a save. It was a solid all-round performance. I don't think I've really missed anything. It was just a more workman-like performance, which is, to be honest, 
quite refreshing to see us not really get out of second gear yeah. against a decent Wren team. Another clean sheet as well, mate. Another clean Can't sheet, exactly, that. exactly. <laughs> Big Eddie Mendes saying it late. <laughs> uh, right, so we go to yesterday. We took on Sheffield United, who were bottom of the league, a team that caused us a lot of problems last year. And to be honest, the first 10 minutes were slightly worrying, especially when that man, David McGoldrick, got his third goal against us. Oh, God. <laughs> what a goal that was, though. It was a very well-worked goal from a short a corner taken short. It was just very neat. And Sheffield United were up for it, weren't they? It was, yeah, not, not the start we'd wanted. And to be honest, we'd not really been under that sort of pressure these last few games. It was, so, it was bit, I guess, a bit of a reality check. Mm-hmm. I'll go to you, Jam, on this first. How pleased were you sort of with the you know, reaction to that? Because I don't really think it was any... It didn't really phase them. They still kept playing at that same quick tempo. It didn't really seem like we'd gone 1-0 down. Yeah, it makes a change, man. Because, you know, last season we would have crumbled. That would have been 3-0 again. And um, the whole of Twitter laughing at us again. <laughs> but no, um, sometimes what you need is um, you need these kind of times where you go 1-0 down to really bring out that character that you've got, you know, really show your mentality. And um, I think that was a test for us yesterday because Sheffield United were at the races. They were, you know, they were coming for us straight away. First 20 minutes, bam, 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 every 50-50. And yeah, McGoldrick with his juju, as you said, he scored again. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I saw the boys turn it up after that. You know, they just needed a bit of a warm-up and to get going. And once they did, they made Sheffield United run. Those guys must have run the most in any match in the Premier League this season. They were running for days, and you could see it in the second half. But no, it was good from us. It was good. Clinical. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to come to it. That man, Ziyech. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. um, he was the real turning point, I think. He really got it going. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, we, we start with, with the first goal, um, our equaliser. Ziyech plays a lovely ball over to Mateo Kovacic, of all people, getting into an attacking <laughs> position in the box. <laughs> and he plays it back to Tammy. And Tammy, a scuff finish, but it's 1-1. Um, Jack, you know, it's pretty simple, you know, simple goal. But I guess how encouraging was it to see Mateo Kovacic in a forward attacking position? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. That's that's what he needs to be doing um, to take his game to the next level. Because we've said this before, he's he's one of those players who's good, can get forward and break between lines, but he hasn't got he hasn't scored enough goals or got enough assists. So, I mean, if he puts it was uh, honestly, I think that he was probably well. I think everyone played quality yesterday, but he was definitely up there for me yesterday. Um, given that he hasn't started many games, hasn't got as many minutes as he'd like this season but he really put in a decent performance to um to frank to tell him look i'm i'm still going to be a big part of this squad this season yeah yeah no i agree we then took the lead 2-1 so i think i believe short corner ziek then whips it in and there's ben chilwell arriving at the back post who needs marcus alonso eh, when you've got ben chilwell um jay our new fullback's rather good ain't he <laughs> a little bit, a little bit good. It's 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 nice seeing a competent left back, isn't it? Um, to be, but to be fair, as much as I do love Chilwell, the ball was that good that he all he had to do is put like anybody part on it, and would have got the goal. So it, again, it come from that Ziyech 
beautiful ball over. But yeah, no, it, I'm just happy with the mentality, man. You know, the last season or even the start of this season, we go one down. Our heads just go straight away. You could see it on the pitch. Um, but yesterday, all of a sudden, they were just calm. And I don't know if that's like the introduction of Thiago Silva, who, you know, can be very composed and he's got the mentality there. But they were just so calm and ready. And we're like, all right, we'll go get some more goals now. And that's exactly what we did. And yeah, that that uh, that Ziek, the, the Ziek ball was always on. And all, talking about um, Chilwell as well, you got to talk about Reese in the same way. He was class as well. Him and Ziek linked up on the right side. You got Chilwell and Werner on the left. It's deadly, man. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah. Also, obviously, Kai Havis unavailable for these two games due to the fact he tested positive for coronavirus as well. And obviously, as we mentioned in the previous pod, Christian Pulisic out with an injury. So we won two games this week pretty comfortably without arguably what are going to be two of our most important players this season. Right, so we got to half-time 2-1 up and we just were unrelenting in the second half. It just, you know, the only thing missing was getting that third killer goal because we were all over Sheffield United. We were absolutely dominating them. And then we win a free kick in a, in a dangerous area and we get flashbacks of deja vu to Ajax last season in the Champions League. But this time Hakim Ziyech is on our side and he whips in a beautiful ball. And there is Thiago Silva, the man we just mentioned, getting his first Chelsea goal. Jam. I mean, that left foot of Ziyech is just, just wow, isn't it? It's, it's, it's pretty good. Oh, boys, I said it yesterday in the review video. It's just a wicked delivery every single time. You know exactly what height, what trajectory, what pace is going to be on that ball and exactly where it's going. He will find you. He has got a sat-nav on his foot. It's brilliant. And, I mean, that goal was just, you know, Thiago Silva, that's what he brings. I, it's easy to forget how good this guy is in the air because... Again, that's reminded me of when PSG knocked us out of the Champions League and when he scored a header, you know, in front of our fans at the bridge. It's quite similar to that. This, you know, what a combination that's going to be. That's not the last time we're going to see that, by the way. Trust me, boys. We're going to see that again and again and again from corners and set pieces. And I can't wait. I'm buzzing. It's like JT again. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that left foot I would quite happily take out. For a, for a fancy dinner and a nice romantic <laughs> walk, it was that good. It was that good. I was just watching Zia. I was just in awe. I was just in awe, man. Honestly, after that, it's I like, think I'm in love. To be honest, but yeah, <laughs> left footers always look better as well. I'd say that. Well, I take your left, left foot, bit of Jack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, boys. Uh, just, what about that skill, though? Oh, oh yeah, but yeah. I was, no, I remember yeah. watching that and I was just like, oh, I just behaved. The noises I was just making it, when it was <laughs> on the ball. It was so simple though, but he just completely sends him. That's that's he's just it's magic, isn't it? The bloke's been to Hogwarts with Harry Potter, hundred <laughs> percent. Got an absolute wand of a left foot. And I tell you what, what I love about it as as well, boys, is when he when he cuts into that left foot, we've got the option of him who can just whip in a magnificent ball, or he can reverse pass it down the line yeah. to Reese, who's always going to be overlapping and he's yeah. got a great delivery as well so those two down that right hand side are going to cause a lot of teams problems this season and and with that you know the the ability to cross into the box I understand now why Tammy's playing so much you know get the tall lad in there he can mm -hmm. bring the ball down it's it seems to be working so well like start of the season we all thought 
Tammy was going to be playing second fiddle, getting a game here and there, not not really pushing. But he's just like bullied his way into the side. And with the way we've been playing recently, I understand it. And the way he's been playing, he's picking up goals and assists everywhere. It's been class. Yeah, no, I will get on to Tammy afterwards because I think he's been phenomenal so far this season when given the opportunity. We eventually make it four. We win the ball off them. I believe it's Kante doing his job in there. Surprise, surprise. And then Werner is through one-on-one after narrowly missing a chance earlier. He smashes it past Ramsdale. It's 4-1. Timo Werner bags. He gets his now seemingly customary goal. He boosts my <laughs> FPL. Happy days. And if honestly, that was... I honestly think that was probably... the That's definitely... Well, Frank said afterwards, the most complete, I think, performance we've seen this season and against a good side, a Sheffield United side that hadn't conceded more than three goals in a game since they've been promoted to the Premier League and against a team that have lost but narrowly only by one goal against Liverpool and Man City this season, we made them look thoroughly, thoroughly ordinary. Right, before we get on to some of the questions, I do just want to sort of go through some individual praise. Um, We'll get on to Akim Ziyech and Tammy Abraham, but again, I just want to go to this one. Jam, the Duracell bunny, Mason Mount. He's been <laughs> classed this week again, Annie. Oh, my bad. I had it on me there. I guess you could edit it out. <laughs> 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 yeah, M- Mason Mount. Do you know what? Um, I actually, uh, this, well, it was late yesterday. I watched Graeme Souness, of all people, praising him. Um, and it was just after the, the, the game, you know, when Sky Sports News are going through and reviewing it, and he said he would want him as the first name on the team sheet every single time. This little wonder that Lampard picks him all the time, little wonder that Southgate's always got his name there or thereabouts. What Mason brings is a consistency, and a consistency in linking up the play, um, and his passing technique is out of this world. Like He really fizzes those balls in, and what that does to a defensive shape is it pulls you apart like, you know, you don't have time as a team to shift across the pitch, you know, when those balls are pinged in like that. But, you know, one of the, the best things he brings, of course, is his press and his intensity. And by the way, he's going to link up with Ziyech very well in that sense, because he's got that same work ethic, that press and that intensity. Um, and Mace, he's only 21. Um, this guy is going to be around for the next 10, 15 years in the Chelsea team, I hope. Um, and I can't wait to see it. And, you know, where are all those haters now? Um, <laughs> he, you know, he, he's showing them where to go. Uh, but, you, you know, that said, play him in his right position, I think, in a 4-3-3, number eight, you get the best out of him. Um, on the wing, not so much, even though he could do a job there. But, yeah, I'm just so happy for Mace. Yeah, I think, ultimately, you play him in that 4-3-3, you, you're going to get consistent at least seven out of ten performances from him. You know, he'll just be that solid reliable performer for you and he's you know what I loved yesterday as well with 4-1 up and that ambition he he was so determined to get a goal late on yesterday but he went for that ambitious shot at Ramsdale that's sort of what we want to see that hunger for him as well to get himself on the score sheet knowing that there's a goal there for him yeah and um, actually sorry quickly sorry Nick uh, what I would say one criticism is he does need to get his name on a, a little bit more I think because his technique is so good. We've seen it on free kicks. We've seen it on some deliveries into the box. He has the potential to be able to just whip these balls on target. And Chelsea need that from centre mid. You know, those long-range shots. 
So I really do think there's a, you know, a space for him to fill there. Um, and, you know, he could become like Frank for us. He really can. Yeah. Um, another person, we sort of mentioned briefly earlier, but I want to sort of talk about Mateo Kovacic because I have been, I think, well, we've all, on the pod, sort of, Jack, and then Louis when he was on as well, sort of been fairly critical of Mateo Kovacic really sort of this season when he's played. And also, to be honest, since Project Restart, I don't think he's really hit the heights we've seen of him. We certainly saw before, before COVID where he was such a key, key player for us. But yesterday showed how much and what he, how big a role he still has in this team because honest, that was probably the best, that's the best Kovacic performance I've seen since, since we restarted football. Jay, not sure what you think about that, but I thought he was, you know, probably my man of the match behind Hakim Ziyech. Yeah, no, his um, his work rate was unbelievable as well. Like he just that he was running after everything in the midfield, and he just seemed to slot into the system really well. Um, I think you know previously he, I, I, I've I've been on the same boat. I've kind of criticised him for his performances, but maybe it was just because he couldn't, he didn't like being a part of a double pivot. You know, maybe that wasn't him, and maybe playing him in a more attacking bit more of a free role, especially when you've got someone like Ziyech running the show anyway. So you can go under the radar and just play your football. You know, he really flourished yesterday. And I did really enjoy seeing him play, to be fair. So I do, I'd probably agree with you. Him, either him or Mason would be my other man of the matchup, but obviously other than Hakeem. So, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Tammy Abraham, uh, that's now four goals for him this season in all competitions. You know, he assisted against Burnley. He scored. He assisted against Krasnodar, assisted against Burnley, scored midweek, scored today, got that important equaliser. Um, Jack, Tammy has proven, I guess, a lot of people wrong, even like, you know, us included, where we sort of had questions at the end of last season, how big a role he potentially still might have in this Chelsea team. Yeah, definitely. I think it could have been very easy for him to just chuck his toys out of the pram and try and force a move out of out of the club over the summer when you've seen someone like Werner coming in for a big fee of 50 million. Um, he could very easily have done that and not worked hard or whatever. Um, but it just shows the hunger he's got, how much he wants to contribute to this team. Like that, I thought the perfect example of that was the Krasnodar game. He came on for the last five, ten minutes and was on it 100% straight away and was hungry to contribute and, and yeah, just contribute to the team and do anything he can when he's called upon. And that's, that's given him the opportunities in the last, last three games to start and he hasn't, he hasn't let Frank down at all. So I think it's just a great option to have him and you can, and you can put Werner on the wing if you want to against teams like Sheffield United who are physical, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, the final person I sort of want to talk about, obviously, Hakim Ziyech. Um, you know, I think that was the most chances created in a game or something in a match this season with six, I believe. Um, you know, he got two assists, two assists yesterday. Yeah, he was, you know, we saw his quality against Burnley last week. We saw the impact he had against Krasnodar. Boys, we've got an absolute baller on our hands, haven't we? And there's just, what I love most about him is there's just like an arrogance about him, like a cockiness. But he just, you know, he just believes in his ability so much. And he's, it's not like arrogant, like I'm the best, you know, I think I'm a lot better than I am. He knows how good he is. And those performances we are seeing, and that's, it's just brilliant to watch, isn't it, Jam? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he said recently in an interview he doesn't fear 
um, doing anything on the pitch, pretty much. I mean, I'm paraphrasing there. It was along those lines. And that sums him up in a nutshell. He is out on that pitch to cause trouble. You know, as an opposition team, you see him coming at you and you're thinking, I'm in so much trouble here. Um, and that, that's, what, that's what he's there to do. He's there to unlock defences. Look at yesterday, the first goal, when Sheffield were Sheffield United were, you know, riding on that confidence. They just scored. They were sat deep. It wasn't too bags of four, but, you know, whatever the formation was, I think 3-5-2, um, they were sat deep and to unlock it, it needed someone to make a run behind like Kova did and for Ziyech to have the quality to see it and play that ball. And that's what he does. And, you know, what we're about to get soon, boys, I'm going to call it now, is we're about to get one of his Ziyech specials into the top bins, postage Ooh. stamp, and I can't wait. I'm going to be all over Twitter absolutely gassed when that happens. <laughs> this man can do everything everything he can even defend like you know he's, he's he might not be the most um strongest player in the world but that press and intensity he has will make you know uh, the opposition players in possession turn around and go back to their center backs or whatever it is or back to the keeper because you know he's just relentless and he's brought that from Ajax um but yeah his vision everything about him his arrogance where he just knows that he can do it it's just an absolute delight and it's going to rub off, rub off on the, the younger players, you know, like Mason Mount, uh, even Kai Havertz has already got that, but he's going to bounce off this guy. Timo Werner is going to bounce off this guy when they start finding him more regularly on his runs. Ben Chilwell's going to get on the score sheet again because of Ziyech, and he's going to make his late run into the box. Uh, Tammy's going to get it. Giroud, even, the forgotten man, he's going to get something from him. I just can't wait, lads. This guy, is, he is it. He really is. Is he uh, is he our best signing? Ooh. Well, <laughs> he was the signing I was most excited about, and I think I said it's purely because I'd seen him like up close firsthand what he'd done to us, and I'd seen him the most. For me, he was the most excited one I was most excited about. I think he's slowly becoming that the, our best signing, is he? Especially for only thirty-three mil, I think. So yeah, buzzing. I agree with that. Yeah, same really. Um, you know, he's the oldest of the lot. Um, he's been around the longest and um, yeah, he's um, he's just been outrageous in the last two seasons, you know, not just in the Dutch league, but the Champions League too. You know, remember what he did to Real Madrid the other year? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jeez. Um, he's, he's just brought that with him. He's, he's even better now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going to move on to some of the questions we got sent in. First one is from Concierge of Crime, who asks, with Virgil van Dijk out for the season, is Thiago Silva the best centre-back in the league? Jack? Um, you'd probably say so, to be honest. There's no <laughs> other names that are really sticking out to me. Um, I think look at United's centre-backs and that. Spurs is centre backs. No, I'm still still don't think Spurs are going to challenge as much with their defence. To be honest, uh, yeah, agree. I mean, I probably would. I probably would say that. Um, yeah, no one else sticks out. They're just what he's brought to this team is just completely. Obviously, the keeper as well, but he, the leadership he's got, the experience, you can just see it rubbing off on the other on the other players. And I know we. I, I would agree with what you boys just said that. ZX the most exciting signing and he's probably going to be become our best but I think for a free I know he's 36 but I think that was we struck absolute gold get bringing Thiago Silva in yeah yeah no I agree right 
Next question. We got it from a couple of people, so I'll sort of combine them. They asked, what are you most impressed with recently, the attack or the defence? Um, Jay, I'll give this one to Ooh. you. Uh, this is a difficult one, isn't it, boys? Uh, I, I'm, I'm inclined to say the defence, because obviously Bar Sheffield United, we had five clean sheets in a row. Um, it, it, the inclusion of the man we just mentioned, Thiago Silva, the, the impact he's had. Uh, and to answer the last question, also this question, you know, you, you look at the impact Virgil van Dijk had on Liverpool, Thiago Silva, although much older, he's having that impact on our back line now. He's making Zuma better. The other lads in the training can learn off him. Uh, big Eddie Mendy in the sticks, absolute legend. He's such a good goalkeeper. Like some of the saves he's had to pull out have already been class, like world class, like great shots, bottom, bottom or top of the goal, and he's made sure he's got there. So I think I'm going to say the defence because that's probably what needed more work. Last season, we could still get goals. We still had a, a fair bit of talent going forward, but it was the defence that needed fixing. So I'm going to say defence. Yeah. 100% agree with that. 100%. Was it that was in six of our eight league games, we scored three or more goals this season. So the attack hasn't been, you know, a problem for I us. Was, this yeah, season. I was never worried about the attack. That was always... You've seen the quality of the players we've brought in. That was always going to click at some point. It just needed to take a bit of time. Whereas that defence, we we had some big problems there <laughs> over the last season, conceding a lot of goals. And you saw, I'm not, not making a statement or anything, but you saw what how Liverpool turned into a title-challenging team when they brought in Alisson and Van Dijk. Because they still had that attacking quality of Salah, Mane, etc. And that changed them. And I honestly think the, these two at the back could could propel us to mount some sort of sort of challenge this season, hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. And do you know what? Just to develop on that, sorry. Um, think about it like this. If you're the opposition team like Sheffield United yesterday, they've come to the bridge thinking, Christ, we've got to play Thiago Silva, Ben Chirwell, Reese James... Kurt Zuma and Eddie Mendy and how many goals did they conceded in the last few games? Zero. That's a different mindset to last season when it's an absolute circus at the back and I'm not going to mention any names but you know they're coming thinking hey lads I'm getting my name on the score sheet and they're all thinking all right, I'm going to bet I'm going to get more than you all of that and yeah. you know when you come and you want to score you probably will um, but then there's a different mentality you know with these pros when they think right actually we've got to defend first and make sure we don't concede and then maybe get one, you know, a lucky goal in a break, then that's half mm. the job done. And that's what these new boys bring, that mentality shift, you know, in terms of opposition players, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next question comes in from Dean Mears, good friend of ours, and is on the Chelsea Fancast this week, so make sure you check out what he has to say on these two games. His question is, Timo Werner on the left playing off a striker like Abraham or Werner through the middle? So obviously we've seen... Timo on the left with the absence of Christian Pulisic. Um, Jack, do you have a preference? Um, I still think I'd like to see Timo up front uh, more often than not. But I think just having the having the option of the two, um, the versatility of having him being able to play both positions and get Tammy against teams like Sheffield United that are physical, etc., gives us a different dimension. So... I mean, I, I overall would prefer him to play through the front, but it, it doesn't matter too much, to be fair. Yeah, I think that's one of the beauties we might have this season is that we can, you know, Timo's versatility can come in hand. 
for us a lot. Um, Jam, anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, um, I think it also depends on the type of game that we're playing, um, you know, who we're playing against. You know, we want to see Timo getting a rest as well. Um, I actually agree with Jack and think his best position's up front. You know, we got him in as a striker. Um, he can do a job on the left, but, you know, he's not as um, proficient there. Um, but, you know, if we are playing the likes of Sheffield United again, just use, to use them as an example, if Pulisic wasn't injured, I mean, Werner might have actually been on the bench yesterday, to be honest, just to give him a rest. So um, I think the option being there is very good, but I actually still think our strongest team does mean Timo Werner is up front. Yeah, no, I would agree. Right, fit in a, another question. I'll give this one to you, Jay. Uh, sorry, I didn't write my name for who sent this in. He says... Happy with the current system, but wondering how best Giroud can be utilised more in this squad with Tammy and Werner doing so well. It's a tough question because those two have been, you know, doing well this season. How do we, how do you think we can maybe utilise Giroud more in this squad? Oh, mate. Had to be me this one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, I've loved Giroud for so long. He's such a class player. Um, Excuse me, but... You're right, Werner's come in. He's an absolute talent, quite young as well. Tammy's young and he's playing like some brilliant football. There's not many places I've seen him coming in other than coming off the bench uh, in different ties, like maybe, you know, the FA Cup early stages or something like that, uh, which is an absolute shame. The guy plays for France regularly. Like he's there, one of their main guys, but it, he just can't fit into this team. So... As, as much as it pains me to say, it might mean that he has to go at some point, maybe in maybe in January or maybe at the end of the year. Um, that's not to say he wasn't class for us, though, and that's not to say that he's not a good player. I just maybe we're running out of space for him in the squad. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Giroud had a massive part to play in us getting top four last season when sort of Tammy was sort of knackered, basically, from being played so much. But I do think now that Giroud's role to play is sort of one of a, a lesser a lesser one. Um Jack, anything you'd like to add to that or Yeah, I think exactly what you boys just said. Yeah, it's gonna be rotational. But even when he came on for five minutes yesterday, I thought I thought him and Ziek, I think Ziek would love to play with him, just how he can fizz it into him and it sticks to him and play a one two with him. I think I saw saw him do it once or twice yesterday, even in the five minutes and I thought in a game where the other two need a rest or something, maybe you can do a job, but obviously the other two are playing so well at the moment, so it's going to be them before him. Yeah. Uh, Jam, final thoughts on this question? Oh, I fully agree with everything that's been said. Um, you know, hopefully for his own sake, he still does keep getting into the um, France team because that's what he wants. You know, he really wants to be playing that um, the Euros... Uh, 2020 is it still <laughs> at the end of this season um so uh, i think no he's still a key player for them so he will but you know maybe the old game here and there he might get a start in but um you know to be honest i think tammy can do that job and may just do it slightly better at the moment and offer a little bit more you know with his pace as well you know in behind so um yeah it's a bit of a shame but you know i think he's all right with his spot in the squad at the moment it might change in the second half of the season, but we'll wait and see. Yeah, fair enough. And we will continue answering your questions in part 
welcome back to part two where we're still answering your questions next one comes in from adam good friend of ours as well he asks are we winning the league um jam Ooh. <laughs> right. Do I uh, do I let myself go here? <laughs> Winning the league. Yeah, we are. And, uh, to 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 be honest, I mean, you know, I'm. Um, for example, today I'm praying that um, Man City take the points off Liverpool to stop them and humble them again to stop them getting into one of those runs again. <laughs> but no, do you know what? Um, we will be there or thereabouts. I don't think we'll win the league this season, but I did say it from the summer. I think we'll be at least within 10 points of the league winner. Um, and I don't see the league winner getting over 90 points this season. So, you know, automatically we're going to get over well over 66 points this time around. So um, I think we're going to be in with a shout and people are going to fear us a little bit. Um, a bit like that season. I can't remember the year, but when we went to Anfield and we beat them with Jose. Um, yeah. Do you remember we're really in the mix, but we were just like, I think, yeah. four points off? We'll be a bit like that, I reckon. We'll be there or thereabouts. People will be dropping points left, right and centre, but it'll be the usual two, Man City and Liverpool, that'll be up there, I think, this season. Um, although I'd still have Liverpool's favourites. Saying that, we've got Ziyech. So, you know, <laughs> anything's possible with that man, I think. You know, especially in his... Um, his first season where people don't really know how to defend against him and all of that and mix that with Timo Werner, Ben Chilwell, Kai Havertz, Thiago Silva from set pieces, you know, who knows? Fair enough. Uh, Jade, are we winning the league? <laughs> um, listen, right now as it stands, Southampton are top of the league. Anything's possible, boys. It's so wide open. It, 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 you completely can't tell right now. Um, so my answer would be why the fuck not <laughs> fair enough fair enough okay Jack yeah I agree with what they're saying you just take each game as it comes but if we're if we can put a, I think I said this last week if we can put a run of games together picking up three points and conceding as few goals as we have then we've got every chance honestly it's, it's really exciting times uh I think we've just got to be careful not to get too uh, over-gassed about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Fair enough. Perhaps more, you know, a follow-up question to that. We got sent in from uh, Neil, who asked, how far realistically do you think this team will go this season or what do you think our aims should be? So I guess this is perhaps going into the world realism a bit more, you know. <laughs> um, Jam, what do you think the aims of the team should be this year? Well, yeah, these two questions are quite similar in a sense. Um, I think just to add to the last question and kind of start this one off, I think what what this team needs to do is they need to beat a big team, a team that everyone's, um, you know, thinking is going to do big things this year. So I think our next big game, um, Tottenham. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to win that game. And then everyone will sit up and take notice because, you know, you can see it from rival fans. They're all a little bit like, Ah, Chelsea, mm. yeah, I don't really rate them right now. Well, we'll see what they can do. They're getting lucky with the teams they're playing. So I think for the good of the fans and the players themselves, they need to beat a big team and then who knows what can happen. But in terms of how far we can go this season, I think I think we need to go one better in the FA Cup. Where we need to win some sort of trophy this year. And it's a shame that Spurs did us on pens you know, in the Carabao Cup, because that would have been an easy route to, an easier route to, to a trophy. Um, but I think we really need to put our eggs in that basket, win the FA Cup, 
think the Champions League might be a step too far for us. And I think the Premier League, as I said before, will be there or thereabouts, but probably a step too far for us again. Fair enough. Uh, Jay? Yeah, well, uh, I agree. A trophy, a trophy um, is, is quite important, especially last year being so close to one. Uh, and it, it, for me, like it, one thing it will do is it will silence some uh, Lampard critics. It will give us a bit more pressure, uh, less pressure, sorry, um, winning a trophy. Uh, FA Cup is obviously the most realistic. Champions League, it's, it's unrealistic only because Bayern in that tournament. But let's, when you be real, Real Madrid ain't looking great. Barcelona ain't looking great. Juve ain't looking great. City never win the Champions League. They can they always flop in the semis. So it, it's either Liverpool Bayern in the Champions League this season. And if we can really push in that, we can, we can go far in it. I don't know. If, I don't want to say we can win it because I'm not putting that on record. But but I think yeah, I think we can go definitely further than last season in that. I definitely think we can win the FA Cup if we can um, get to the final of the FA Cup with the team we had last season, if we can get top four with the team we have this last season, there's no reason why we can't be pushing up further, winning the FA Cup or getting second or third. Fair enough. Uh, JD, I think you and I have talked about this quite yeah. a lot, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to add to what the boys have said, to be honest. We're just Yeah, we just want a, a stronger top four finish, hopefully a title challenge of some sort um, to get the fans going again. Um and then win a trophy would be would be uh, like we, I think we need to win one this season. To be honest, I mean if we if we put up a decent title challenge and don't win a trophy, then I think Frank will still be will still be safe for next season. But otherwise, uh, like Jay said, the pressure is going to build um, build on him big time. So yeah, win some sort of trophy. It'd be nice to have a run in the Champions League because we literally can't get past the flipping last sixteen for however many years. I think was the last time we got to the semis in 13-14 and then since then we've just been just been shocking. Um, so that that would be a bonus because nothing beats those Champions League nights on a Tuesday, Wednesday with the uh, Champions League uh, song playing. So that would be nice as well. But we'll have to wait and see what the boys can conjure up. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, next question comes in from Travis. Quick shout another podcast coming your way, people. He's starting a podcast called The Balanced Blues Brothers Podcast, which also might, which also I believe features RJ, who, whose question we'll answer later, and is also another member and writer of SW6 Daily. So make sure you check those boys out when that podcast comes. His question is, is Hakim Ziyech the player that is making the biggest difference or is it a coincidence that the squad has been on a tear since he became a starting 11 player? Uh, Jam? Um, well, I think, I think it's a little bit of both. Obviously, we've been raving about him um, on this pod um, because he, he's bringing undoubted quality um, and you know he's really taken us up to the next level, I think. At the same time, these are games that we should be winning. So, you know, just keeping our feet on the ground. Yeah, they are games we should be winning. Um, but another factor is that defence. You know, even before he was getting back into the team, just recovering from his injury, we were already shutting up shop. So, um, I think he's taken us to the next level. But I think, actually, we were going that way anyway. We were always going to put in some performances and... 
Um, maybe last night's one, we wouldn't have won without him. Who knows? But, you know, um, I, I wouldn't put it all on him. I'd say, actually, the team have done really well all together. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You can, just, you, can just, you can just see they're all wanting to work for each other and that's what a great team does and that's what makes a great team. Just the energy like Ziyech brings on the press, Werner on the press, Mason on the press, then you've got all the defence and it just, it just does look like it's all starting to sort of slot in in the jigsaw sort of coming together at the moment. So, um, yeah, no, it's just been great to watch and have some excitement back watching the Blues. Yeah, no, Zay, what one of the things you notice is looking on social, social media, like the players' posts, all, they're all like commenting on each other's like social media posts, you know, there's that real like team together. togetherness. Exactly, Definitely. we saw, you know, Reese and Chilwell yesterday on their like social, you know, Reese, I think was like, I love this team. Like, there is like a real, real sort of togetherness and closeness in this Chelsea squad. And again, you know, we sort of look back to Tammy, you know, sort of his reaction when he sort of got subbed against Ren, sort of with Frank almost, almost, almost from a distance as I sort of bowed down to him. But, you know, just really grateful for the opportunity he got against Ren and that he took him and he took his chance again yesterday. So, yeah, no, I do think the, the real t- the team spirit is also a brilliant thing that we're witnessing as well next question is the 4-3-3 the only way forward from now on jay uh no it isn't the thing i love about lampard so far is that he's been quite uh fluent in what and he changes it every now and then depending on the opposition uh you know something Neither Conte or Sarri did really much. They had their ways of playing and they, they believed that worked. And it did work, of course. We won stuff. But uh, right now, I'm quite enjoying the um, the difference in formations every now and then. I don't like the 4 2 3 one. But sometimes going to five at the back or three at the back, that completely works. And, and this, we have the squad to do it. So, no, I don't think it's the only way forward. It's definitely our best formation. And that's what the way we'll get the best out of our players and especially our attacking players but if we're coming up against a bigger side that might have more possession absolutely if we go five at the back we can still keep it fluid and keep moving yeah jam yeah do you know what i was gonna say here's a question at what point do um chelsea now become one of those big teams that dictate play and always play their style of play um it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> because um, yeah, I'm I'm just thinking. I, I I love your point there, Jay. But it does get to me where I think, why can't we just be the team that dominates? And I know you've got Bayern, and I know you've got Man City, I know you've got Liverpool, and it's tough to do it with where they are and where we are right now. But oh man, bring back those days, you know, where we would just play the same team, Drogba up front, you know. Lampard behind him, Balak, Hesse, oh my gosh. Bring that back. When are we going to get that? Do you reckon next season, lads? Hopefully, hopefully. And yeah, hopefully when they've, when, they've, when they've got a bit more break between each game, hopefully next season, that's the problem this season. Yeah, We're having a game like every, every like two, three days. Um, I mean, you saw Oli having a fat go yesterday, didn't you? <laughs> that is 12.30 kickoffs. Um, but yeah, I think that, that's the problem this year. If injuries happen, then it could be a bit of a problem. But um, 
I think we've got the strength. We've got the. I think we do have the strength and depth. When you're seeing people like Tamori can't even get on the bench at the moment, um, and people like Billy Gilmore to come back, these these boys could could uh, have an impact on the team too later on in the season. Yeah, uh, my final thought on that is I don't want to sound like you know a broken record, <laughs> but I've said for weeks that I don't think the four-two-three-one works for this group of players. I also don't think you can get the best of both Mason Mount and Kai Havertz in a 4-2-3-1. So play 4-3-3 when possible, please. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of reason. Eh? <laughs> Next question. I've literally banged on about 4-2-3-1 for like how much I despise it for the last like four or five podcasts. I'm glad we're playing 4-3-3 now. Next question comes in from David Branch. Another great, great account on Twitter who I thoroughly recommend you guys follow. He asks, interested to see what you guys think about, I don't know, it's a big if, with our luck, if Frank has a full quota available after the international break, how does he go about keeping everyone happy or does he have to look about a core around of about four, of around about 14, 15 players that he relies on? Ooh, Jam? Oh, I have my eyes closed wishing you weren't going to pick me there. <laughs> 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 um, I think... Again, not to sit on the fence, but it has to be a bit of both. I like Jack's um, point just now about, you know, a game every two, three days. I think naturally because of that, there has to be some sort of rotation. Um, but you're going to have a core set of players that you do want getting game time because you know what they can bring and their effectiveness. So I think to start with, he's going to want a core um, set of players playing, core 15, 14, 15 players playing. Um but then comes the FA Cup. And, you know, if we get a favourable draw, you might get to see the likes of Tamori, maybe even Gilmore's back by then. Um, you know, Giroud, Callum Hudson-Odoi, just showing what they can do and perhaps forcing a bit more um, from, from those core games, getting a bit more game time out of that and then breaking away into the team and, you know, being a bit more part of that rotation. But, yeah, it's a toughie. I, I think, yeah, it's got to be a core set of players to start with. To be honest, so it's a good problem to have, though, isn't it? You know, I think Lampard says this all the time, but it's a problem to try and keep everyone happy. But the fact that we have so much talent is is a good problem. We've got the the option of of a player's playing, so it's not 100%. too bad. Not... Yeah, hundred percent. And if people like say Tammy's coming in, done really well the last couple of games, people coming in and putting in a good performance puts pressure on the other people to perform as well and will encourage them to train better, play better. And it just, the friendly competition definitely will, will benefit us. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I'll be honest. I think the new signs sort of certainly like raised like the Academy boys. They've taken it up a notch, you know, I think again, Tammy this season is looking a more rounded player than I think we saw last season. I think last season, you know, we'd probably define him as a bit streaky. You know, he'd have sort of purple patches of form and then he might sort of go missing for a bit. But on the whole, I think this season he's been consistent. You know, I think, you know, Mason again in that midfield is like thriving with the competition. And then I think Reese. I mean, Reese James is a player that has honestly impressed me like probably the most out of all of the young boys this season because Jack and I have said, you know, we've been in past a bit suspect of his defensive game. You know, we've no doubt how good attacking wise he is. But I mean, he's benching Aspilicueta at the moment. Yeah. That is, you know, Mr. Solid, Mr. Reliable. That says it all. Benching the captain who puts in yeah. seven out of ten performances every single game. So, I mean, he's yeah. been, yeah, he's been, he's been class. 
Yeah, no, exactly. So, I mean, if you've got Asperger on the bench, you're that's a good, that's a pretty good problem to have. Uh, final question comes in from our good friend, RJ, who asked, from what you saw of Kovacic against Sheffield United, do you think he has a place in our best 11? Yeah, uh, no, is my answer. But um, Jam? I I agree. Um, I think in this current system, um, unfortunately, I prefer to see Mason Mount and Kai Havertz as number eight. Um, I think he, he could certainly come on and do a job. I think when one of them might be injured or having a rest, he could definitely do a job. But the one thing that was proven yesterday that does still do me in with Kovacic and he, need, he really needs to improve this somehow is um, is playing the final third. So, yes, he made the running. He cut the ball back and Tammy got um, you know a goal from that. So he got an assist. But just after the second half started, he <laughs> it was like syst- all systems malfunctioned. Like <laughs> he, he, he just got into the box and was like, right, nosebleed, I'm going to take another nosebleed, touch. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> He, he tried to cross it when it was a bit too late. And when you watch the replay, and I know it's hindsight, he could have played Werner in immediately, or he could have just been confident and taken a touch and struck it goalwards. It probably would have got in. So I think Mason and Habits definitely are better in that respect. So, you yeah. know, he, he's got a lot of work to do, but he's probably not in the first um, team pitcher at the moment. Yeah, now when he was through one on one, I was thinking, anyone but cover, please. He <laughs> delayed him, any the shot got blocked, went by for a corner. I was like, literally, anyone but cover, did you that position, please? Um, Jay, do you think cover has a place in our best 11? Uh, yeah, no, probably not. Uh, like Jam just said, Havertz and, and Mount, I, they're, they're the boys at the moment. They're the lads that are taking us forward, especially with the youth that they have and that they bring and the energy that we want. And I think the way Lampard wants to play is a high energy game so them two can actually you know bring that especially Mount but what a replacement what a geezer to have on the bench you know I mean such a talented footballer that we can bring on like he again we are in a very wealthy position to have a player like him on the bench but yeah no I don't think he gets into the starting 11 I think the talent we've brought in is a bit just too much for it. Fair enough Jack? Yeah I think I agree with Jay and Jam to be fair Um, I, I do just think Havertz is still he's still got to get up and running I still don't think he's quite obviously it takes time adapting to the Premier League but I don't think he's quite hit hit the ground running yet um, so I mean if if you're looking for potential where he could slot in I would say probably slot in instead of him but I still think uh, the quality that Havertz got and when he when he does come out of first gear then he's going to be a real threat so I think I think overall Mason and Havertz are the two that you would pick as the as the main two, the the starting two. But again, like the boys have said, he's a very good option to have off the bench. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that ultimately, I think Kovacic only started twenty three Premier League games for us last season, so it's not like he was a constant regular in the Chelsea side. You know, he definitely you know was a key key performer for us last season. But I think ultimately. The times move on and we didn't, you know, we didn't have the quality in the squad that we had that we do now last season. So, yeah, for me, Kovacic is a very is a good player, a very good squad player. I think, you know, we maybe just see a similar-ish role to what he had at Real Madrid 
but he's not that first name on the team sheet, but he could come in and do a job. And I do think, you know, if he, the thing for Kovacic for me is the consistency, because as we mentioned earlier, we've not seen that level of performance for him since we restarted off the football. If he can consistently produce that level of performance, then maybe he can, you know, get a place back in that best 11. But the issue is if that, if that performance yesterday is just a one-off or if it's, or if he actually continues it for me, because if he performs like he does yesterday, then he most definitely can get a place back in the team. It's just all about consistency for me. Right, that wraps up the questions. That wraps up this episode of that Chelsea podcast. I want to thank you boys for coming on. So, Jam, where can the people find you on Twitter? <laughs> so, my, um, my handle is carefree underscore jam. Um, but I'm also the media manager of SW6 Daily and we're doing some big things at the moment. So definitely check them out and give them a follow as well as myself, please. <laughs> yeah, Jam has just gone past 2K on Twitter. He's one of the best characters on there. And as you, you will have heard from listening to the podcast today, a brilliant wordsmith and a great way with the words on this podcast. <laughs> we also had Jay coming on. I want to thank Jay for coming on. Uh, Jay, where can the people find you on Twitter? Uh, so yeah I've got two accounts as well so JTMLNS that's my personal account if you want to see pure waffle go on there uh, <laughs> if you want to follow something a little bit more professional go to at the back post underscore that's where that's the the channel's Twitter yeah yeah and as I said make sure you guys check out the back post YouTube channel the link to that will be in the description here right before we go make sure you drop us a follow on Twitter at that Chelsea pod and uh, until the next episode everybody Keep blue flag flying high. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.